What's up, everybody? This is Caleb with Calvin Faithful, and you're listening to the Calvin Faithful podcast. We got another episode of the Calvin Faithful interviews today, and uh, I'm not going to talk a whole lot here on the intro part because um, it is a longer episode. Um, but it's part two of Nick Anthony's story, and I'm excited for y'all to hear it. It really just uh, centers on the last year or so of of him and his family's life and what's gone on there, and just how good God has been to them. Um, but before we get into it, make sure you follow us on Facebook at Count Faithful. Check us out at countfaithful.com. There you can read different blogs that I've been working on. Haven't really posted a whole lot this past week, uh, just with some stuff going on personally, but I've been working on some uh, blogs. And so uh, be on the lookout for those coming out here in the next week or so. And, uh, but go go follow us. Go check us out on those platforms. And without much more, let's get into today's episode of Nick Anthony's Story, Part 2. How's it going, everybody? This is Count of Faithful Interviews. This is Caleb. And uh, we're back with Nick Anthony. And uh, last episode, we heard about his childhood and when he got saved and, and just... The events that led up to that, some of the ministries he's been involved in, but um, I guess this last year um, it was a crazy year for everybody, and some is even more crazy. And um, you know we've gone through this COVID pandemic and um, different things like that. But this last year, Nick had a, a major, I guess you would say, a life-changing event. And um, I'm just going to sort of sit back and let him tell the story for the next. 15 20 minutes or so and i'm not really going to ask any questions uh because part of it i really don't have any questions um but the once again i'm amazed at the faithfulness that nick has shown over this last year and uh you know i've spent you know much time praying for him and his wife and uh what i'm not going to say much more i'm just going to let nick get into it uh so here's nick uh, with this story from the from the last year, and um, go ahead, Nick. Well, so my wife and I, uh, we have three children uh, now. We were expecting our third child at the time. Of course, twenty twenty was, you know, like the the worst year ever. You know, I don't know, just for <laughs> for everybody. I don't I don't know. Uh, I know some some people had some some good things. I, I have a friend of mine that got engaged. That was a blessing. I told him my car. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's kind of just how 2020 went. It was just uh, kind of a crazy, crazy year. year for everybody, which is really strange. It is, anyway, noticeably strange. But um, so my wife and I were expecting our third child, our little girl. Her name's Ellie. And uh, everything was fine. Everything was good. And as we drew close to... Uh, the time there, you know, it was about time for her to be delivered, and uh, we do home births and stuff. You can call us crazy, whatever, that's fine, but I'll uh, just honor my wife's wishes, and everything went fine with uh, our first two, and in reality, everything went fine with uh, with our third one, with our third child here, but up until, up until the last minute, really, up until it wasn't, so um, on October 20. Uh, ninth there, the day after my spiritual birthday there, October 20th, 2009, but um, on October 29th, 2020, my wife uh, gave birth to our, our, our daughter, and uh, 
Um, the delivery went great. I asked her, I was like, you know, how do you feel? She's like, man, I feel great. You know, biggest baby, easiest delivery. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, I, I got to, you know, I delivered her uh, myself, and, and that was a that was a blessing. That's an experience. If you've I never experienced that, uh, you just can't deny. You cannot deny God's handiwork oh, yeah. and 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 how all everything is designed. It's it's incredible. Um, but that's a side note there. But when I got to deliver her, and I'm like, you know, how do you feel? You know, she's like, oh, I feel feel great. You know, that was, that was easy. That's what her very words. You know, it was easy. And um, <clears throat> so we were. You know, everything was okay. Um, but after the birth of the baby, you know, you you have to deliver the placenta that has to come, and and there was just some complications there. It just was taking a long time, and it it had taken long before with the other two um, kids, and so we weren't necessarily worried about anything because it was kind of it was normal. But it just kind of went longer than normal, and then there was kind of some some hesitation. Okay, what's going on? And uh, w- without getting too uh, you know, personal, I guess. Uh, eventually, she was delivered there of the placenta, but Im- immediately, immediately, uh, there you could there was noticeable blood loss. Um, apparently, the placenta had been blocking a lot of blood loss, and so we didn't really know. And it was very noticeable. Her her uterus just quit contracting. So the blood vessels, if you're not familiar with it, the blood vessels are supposed to contract and basically clamp off which is what detaches the placenta, so it's kind of like a scab, basically. It's kind of like a scab just removing itself as those blood vessels clamp off and it stops, so there shouldn't be massive bleeding or anything. Uh, so apparently her her uterus just gave out, just completely gave up, and placenta just gave out, detached, and all of her blood with it. So just within a, a matter of moments and everything went, went sideways just real quick and we're like wow what's going on uh, we called the got, I got her legs elevated you know and I called the ambulance and um, so the ambulance came and got her and you know I was trying to talk to her you know hey you know what's your name what's going on this and that and trying to make sure she's intact and she was getting less and less responsive and uh, so she was bleeding out basically so she was just dying in front of me, there was nothing I could do. Um, ambulance got there, loaded her up. I was, uh, by the time, you could tell that by the time she was in the ambulance, she was basically not responsive. And uh, they wouldn't let me ride in the ambulance uh, because of COVID, you know. That's what, you know, so I had to get in the, I got in the Suburban and I, I followed the ambulance. I stayed on their tail there all the way to the hospital and, uh, when I did, I just was freaking out. I, I you know, I've, I mean, why wouldn't you be? You know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, God, please, I don't know what's going to happen. I really believed that I just was like, my wife's going to die. Like, I'm going to lose my wife. You know, and I, I'm like, God, I can't. You know, I love my wife. I don't want anything to happen to her. I felt horrible, you know, and. Like God, you know, I can't be a single dad. I can't, I can't be a, I can't, I can't raise these three kids, you know, by myself. And and I don't want anything to happen to my wife. I, you know, our kids need her. I need her. You know, we love her, and, and everybody loves her. I mean, if you don't, if you don't know my wife, um, which I'm assuming most of you don't, you know, she's she's a wonderful person. I mean, she's she's 
she's as close to perfect as you can get. I mean, she's fantastic. She's the greatest woman in the world. And I'm just like, God, I can't. I'm, I'm freaking out. And uh, I'm following the ambulance, and I'm, I'm in shock, really. But then all of a sudden... And normally when people say all of a sudden you know, <laughs> something spooky happens, but no, that's that's not what happened. But um, but all of a sudden I was driving, and you know the Bible says you know Jesus Christ said with His own mouth, He said, my, you know my sheep hear my voice. Um, I think if you claim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you're saved, and you say you're saved, and you have the Holy Spirit within you, when Jesus speaks, you know you should recognize His voice. That ought to be something, it ought to be distinct, it ought to be instantaneous, you ought to just, you ought to snap to attention, it ought to be something that you recognize, it's a familiar voice, it should be a familiar voice, I, I, I take issue with people who can't recognize the voice of the Lord, uh, and they've been saved for 20, 30 years, that, that bugs me, you know, that really bugs me, and you can't tell your emotions from the Spirit of God. Uh, that's that that just shows you where we are here in America, especially we we live all we depend on emotionalism, and I say that intentionally because, you know, and I tell people it, this wasn't the power of positive thinking, this wasn't you know friends, this wasn't no Joel Olstein, you know let's come together have a powwow, oh, I'm gonna make you feel better about your situation. There was no making me feel better. Right. I mean, my wife, I'm watching my wife die. There's no making me feel better, and, I, but once again. I recognize the voice of the Lord. There's another story in connection with that, but for sake of time, I won't tell it. But I thank the Lord for, for previous times in my life where he just clearly, clearly, I mean, almost audibly, it was so clear, spoke to me, and I, and I understood this was the voice of the Lord. So um, I think it ought to be that way for every Christian. I'm nobody special. Uh, I am nobody special. I am a, I fail constantly. I'm a, I, I live my life, I feel, in a state of failure. Right. Uh, is how I feel. So I'm I'm nothing special. I just think it ought to be that way for every Christian. Um, I like what Brother Thompson told me the other day. You know, he said, uh, I said, you know, it sounds crazy to some people. He's like, well, if it sounds crazy, then I guess all those men in the Bible were crazy because God spoke to them, you know, and, and the truth is is that God still speaks it's to people. It's like uh, Samuel. He, he heard the voice of the Lord, but uh, who was the prophet he was helping? The, the, yeah. the prophet didn't hear the voice of the Lord, but Samuel yeah, did. Samuel so. did. Um, and so you could have called Samuel crazy. Right. But it, all it took was just him saying, okay, and being willing to hear the voice. So, um, and once again, not, not smoke. It, smoke didn't fill the vehicle. There wasn't, you know, thunder and whatever. It was just that still small voice. And it was, but almost, it was so clear. It was almost just audible, you know, and uh, just as clear as day. And, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit of God just, just put his hand on me and said, you know, everything's going to be all right. And she's gonna be okay. It was as clear as day, just as clear as I'm, just as, as much. I'm putting my hand on Caleb anyway, not in a weird way, but on his uh, on, <laughs> on, his, on his shoulder here. So, but just as if, just like you feel that, and just like you hear me, that's as if just within right. me, I just knew that. And uh, the Lord spoke to me, and He made me that promise. No timeline, no other specifics. It wasn't a detailed message with point A, B, C, <laughs> F, and G, whatever. It was just, He said, everything's gonna be all right. And she's going to be okay. And I was able to breathe. I just was like, and I just, I, I could feel the presence of the Lord. I understood it, the comfort that was there. And I had total peace. And the verse, of course, that verse comes to my mind, you know, that, that peace, that passive, you know, that peace, that passive understanding, that passive all understanding. There's, there's nothing like it when you're saved and when God speaks to you and he makes you a promise. Um, 
there's just rest there. I mean, Titus 1-2 says, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, hope is an earnest expectation. It's not luck. You know, right. I hope I win the lottery. That's luck, okay? Um, hope, biblically, is an expectation. You cannot have hope without a promise. So to say that you hope for something when, God, when you've not received that promise is not hope. And there's a bunch of, and you can read the book of right. Romans talks about that. Um, well, a lot of the Bible, a lot of the New Testament talks about that. So God made me a promise, and therefore I had hope. And uh, that hope was was clear as day, and I could breathe. And I just said, I just started thanking the Lord. Um, once again, I'm not a spiritual giant. I just, I'm not a spiritual giant. I just, I just think you just everybody just needs to learn to listen. And if you'll just learn to listen then you'll hear the voice of the Lord. So I just started praising the Lord and thanking the Lord. We got there to the hospital. They wouldn't let me back. They said, you know, I was in a room by myself. And I just was thanking the Lord. I was just talking to the Lord and just thanking the Lord. Um, which you don't ever realize emotionally how difficult that is to do. You know, spiritually when God makes you, I mean, he made me a promise and I was sure in his promise, but emotionally, of course, I'm struggling. I just, I don't want this to happen to my wife. I don't want anything to happen the to The human her. aspect of there's it. There's always yeah. a human aspect, yeah, which is a bunch, of, there's a whole other application of that. Once again, for the sake of time, we won't do that. But um, uh, but I just, you know, the doctors came in, first first set of doctors came in, sir, you know, she's not going to, she's not going to, we cannot stop the bleeding, you know, and it took us 30 minutes to resuscitate her um, they said that that's permanent damage you know and we can't get the bleeding to stop you know she's if the likelihood of her waking up is minimal you know and the likelihood of, likelihood of her even surviving the night we don't think she's going to survive and I just told her I just told her there's a little uh, doctor lady there and I just she and she was she was just to the point and I said well I appreciate you you know, I understand you gotta you gotta get me ready for the worst possible scenario, and um, I said, but she's gonna be okay. You know, she's gonna be okay, and uh, she's like, well, sir, you know, you're you gotta understand. You know, I went I'm like, man, I, I I'm no disrespect, but you need to understand. She's gonna be okay. The Lord told me she's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. Now, when you start walking around telling people, well, the Lord told me this and the Lord told me that, you know, you do look like a, a nut job. And once again, you don't have to believe me. Nobody has to believe me. Um, once again, with uh, Samuel, you know, no, nobody had to believe him, but right. he understood when the voice of the Lord spoke to him. So I just said, okay, you know, but she's going to be okay. They came back in, you know, they were gone for a while. They came back in, same thing. They take me, eventually they let me back there and, um, they all left the room, you know, just to give me some time with her because, you know, they didn't think she was going to make it, you know. And uh, and she was all, when I saw her, I was in shock. When I saw her for the first time, I mean, just tubes and everything, just everywhere, um, it was insane. And uh, light shining down on her, you know, and I just, I just went and talked to her and I, I whispered in her ear and I talked to her. And I, and I said, you know, I just, I believe you can hear me. And I know you're in there, but, you know, I'm not going to leave you, you know. I just, I just promised her, you know, I told her, I said, the Lord made me a promise. He said, everything's going to be all right. You're going to be okay. So I believe you're going to be okay. And I'm not going to leave you until you are okay. 
I'm not going to leave you until you tell me that I can. And I'm not going to I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to stay with you. And uh a nurse came in there. And the nurse that walked in and her name was her name was Hope. <laughs> um I said, "Oh, that's a good name." <laughs> and uh so they came in there and they said, "Sir, uh, I'm sorry, but you know, due to COVID restrictions, you know, we're going to have to, you know, you can visiting hours, you know, you're going to have to leave and you can come back in the morning, and because uh, they they were going to get her up to ICU, and uh, and I just I just said no, I can't, I can't leave her, you know, I promised her I wouldn't leave her, and uh, they rushed me out of the room again real quick because she was starting to collapse again starting to, to, to fail again so they had to resuscitate her again they had to give her more blood and then they brought me back in and it was the same situation and they're like sir you're gonna have to come back and I just thought I can't I, please I was like don't make me leave her I promised her I wouldn't leave her don't make me break my promise I, I promised her I wouldn't leave her you know and uh, so they started to so the doctor left and the nurse they gave me another minute with her and the nurse came back in and she started to escort me out and uh, and right as I was about to get escorted out of the room the other little doctor that I, that I told you about who was real straightforward with me about it she come in there and she said and she said here put this on and she gave me a mask to put to, to, to put on and she said y'all get her come with me and they and they she she ducked me out there out of the room and took me around to the elevator and we went up to ICU and she said look she said they might send you, they might chase you out of here. They might send you, but she said, I just, she said, I just feel like we should try, you know, feel like we should try. I really appreciate her for that. And, uh, and I got up there and nobody said a word to me. And, uh, in fact, everywhere she went, they let me go unless it was a sterile thing and, right. and nobody could be in there for it, you know. And uh, God made it possible for me to keep my promise to my wife. So, <laughs> and uh, I got to be with my wife every step of the way, uh, all the way up to you know to rehab. I, I got to I got to be with her, and God ma allowed me to be able to keep my promise to my wife. Um, you know, there's so much to tell. I'm, I'm brushing through my mind here to think of how right. the best way to condense so this. So they, I know. Um, I said I wasn't going to ask any questions, but uh, I know you got a lot going through your head right now. Um, man, when, when we found out about it, I mean, it, we, were, we stopped and we prayed. And um, I know there's people all over the country and probably other other countries I know were praying. And um, But I know she was out for so long, they told you yeah. that she wouldn't be able to walk. Or well, eat, they told me eat. several things. Yeah, um, they, they told me that. Well, she didn't. She she was on the ventilator for ten days. Right. Okay. All during that time, we were in ICU. Uh, and you know it was very touch and go. You know, it. Nobody could believe that she was even still hanging on, that she was still alive. They couldn't believe that. There was two nurses in particular, that the Lord really used, and um, and. Um, their name is Miss Kim and Miss Bess, and Miss Bess was in charge there. She was the head nurse, and then Miss Kim was just a super faithful nurse, been a nurse for thirty something years. And um, you know, I think Miss Kim had been struggling kind of with her 
faith, you know. I mean, you, when you're around that environment, you're right. around death a lot, yeah. and that that takes a toll on your, you know, belief. And Miss Bess, very sweet lady, who um, the Lord used her, and and I think the Lord used my wife and I, and used these ladies to help one another. And uh, as my wife would uh, begin to progress these little bits, I mean, Miss Kim just couldn't believe. She's like, she's like, and she started getting excited with me. She's like, Nick, she's she's doing it. This is happening. This is whatever. And she, her faith, you could tell her faith over time, her faith was just renewed and it was a big blessing. But, um, you know, they treated, you know, Miss Bess, you know, Miss Kim treated her like that was her daughter and Miss Bess treated her like that was her little sister. And uh, a huge blessing. Uh, and they took care of me, took care of my wife. And, uh, you know, I'm, I just stayed with her. You know, the doctors come in. And they told me, they said, uh, the neurologist and the doctors came in and they said, look, you know, we need to start talking about basically pulling the plug. You know, we, we need to start talking about this kind of stuff. And uh, and I just kept telling them, you know, she's going to be okay. You know, the neurologist come in there and uh, he came in there and he told me, he said, uh, he said, you know, there's going to be permanent damage. He said, to the extent we don't know, he said, but right. he said, he showed me the MRI and he said, this is her, it's a, it was a, it was an, an anoxic brain injury, which means that it was lack of blood flow and oxygen to the brain. And it started off in the center. Inside, you have your, your, your main part of your brain that everybody's familiar with. And then inside of your brain, you have like this little looking brain. It looks like right. a miniature brain. It's called your basal ganglia. And so it's basically your control board for your body and for, for everything, subconscious and conscious movement. Um, when that could be anything from, from heart rhythm to bowel function. Uh, to purposely focusing on doing a task, uh, thinking, uh, having initial thinking where I, okay, I need to do something. Let me take this motivation to do right. it. I mean, everything you can possibly think of, it is your control center for your body, for your mind. And, your brain. and he told me, he's like, he said, you know, the, she, he said, she'll, she'll never be the same. He says she won't be the same person. She'll probably be very different if she wakes up. And he kept emphasizing the if. He said, but the, the odds are is that there's so much damage that there's no recovery from this. I mean, right. she, she's probably not going to wake up. And if she does, she'll be in a vegetative state. And so they, they kept coming to me with that. And I just, I remember one instance in particular, the neurologist was there, and Dr. Sabato, that's his name. And he um, he was telling me this, and I just was like, and once again, I'm not I'm not a super, you know, super Christian or nothing like that. It's just when God makes you a promise, you just right. you've got to stay firm on that. You you've got to. Don't doubt what God's told you. But I just I put my hand on the shoulder, I'm like I'm like, look, man, look, she's gonna be okay. The Lord told me she's gonna be okay. And he and he looked at me like once again, you start telling people, <laughs> God told me, you know, in a vision you know, and he's just he's like and he just kinda he didn't say anything. He just shook his head and he walked away. And I never saw him again after that. Uh, the the doctors that came in, I, I told them the same thing. They're like, you know, we need to talk about pulling the plug, and I'm just like, we're we're not going to have to do that. Now, and you know, I'm saying it now. At the time, you understand. I mean, I'm I'm full of tears. I'm emotional. Right. But I'm just I, I just have to. I'm not standing there. We know if my chest puffed out. You know, like I said, I'm not Mister Super Superman right. Christian. I'm just telling you. Like I know what the Lord told me, and this was what God told me, and I'm trying to encourage them because I know in my heart that if they'll just see the Lord work and my, my biggest burden was I want these people who believe that there is zero hope to see my wife come through something because God made me a promise and I want them to know as Titus 1-2 says in hope of eternal life 
which God that cannot lie, I want them to know that my God didn't lie to me and he won't lie to them and that if they trust the Lord Jesus Christ, they'll get saved. That's been my burden the whole time is that somebody gets saved. Um, and I just, and it just kept progressing. Uh, she, there was, there started to be little twitches, little movements. There started to be a foot here and a, and a hand there, a finger there. And then, um, the eyes kind of open a little bit here and, um, uh, and it just started to progress more and more. I remember the day that they took her off the ventilator, we were getting ready to take her off the ventilator, but, um, like I said, so much to tell, and I'll just give you this quick, I'll just give you this, is, we got five minutes? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you this quick testimony concerning this, because to me, this was a turning point, and I think really it kind of sums up the whole thing. Okay. When the Lord makes you a promise, you, uh, and he doesn't give you specifics, okay, and I, and I also want to buffer this by saying, you know, there's a lot of people dealing with stuff right now, and you don't have answers, you know, it doesn't work out this way for everybody. Right. There's people that come down with cancer out of nowhere. They don't have answers. They just hear the word cancer, and they hear, they think in their mind, imminent death. They have no promise from God. They have nothing. And, you know, they don't know what to do. That's a different type of, of faith building. I think the reason the Lord kind of made me the promise that he did uh, was truthfully, once again, I'm not a super Christian. I think God made me the promise because he understood I wouldn't have been able to make it without it. Right. And that's not a testimony to how awesome I am. That's a testimony to how weak I am as a Christian, that God had to make me a promise, otherwise I could have potentially quit. Right. And, I, and, and given up. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he trusts other people more than he trusts me. So I, I think that's the kind of, I want to clarify that because I'm not, I am not perfect. You know, I, he trusts other people more because he understands that they can handle something more than what I could have. Because it's very, I don't, I mean, in my mind, in my heart, I'd like to say I wouldn't quit. I mean, I'd something in, there's just something in me instilled in me that I, whether it be by my mom or by others that have invested in me over the years, there's just something in me that says, you know, you can't quit. Just because things get hard doesn't mean you quit. You don't run away from your problems. You just have to face them. But, you know, spiritually, it's very possible I might have quit. Right. Whether, whether I left my wife or not is not the issue. I I may have spiritually quit, so I think God made me that promise for that reason. So, um, but when God makes you a promise, you know you kind of want it done in your timing and in your way. And and my, you know, I'm I'm desperate, you know, emotionally. The human aspect, as you mentioned earlier, but the human aspect of things where I want this to be done my way, and I wanted my wife just to seven days. You know, I wanted my wife to wake up, and I wanted her to get up, and I wanted her to be okay. I wanted her to be better. And I wanted her to be able to go home so we could all be together. And um, and that wasn't what the Lord had for us. And I really struggled with that because those those days came and those days went. You know, day you know, day ten rolled around and um and my wife was still on the ventilator and her heart rate was dropping and dropping and dropping. Her her breathing rate was just dropping and dropping and dropping and and I really started to struggle for a, for a little bit, and I just was like, Lord, you know, it's like she's quitting, you know. And I, I'm like, God, you told me she was going to be okay. And I really struggled. I was like, you know, you told me everything was going to be all right. You told me she was going to be okay, and and she's not. And she she's dying right here. She she's giving up, and I can't wake her up. And I'm and I you know, I'm like I'm like taking her by the hand, and I'm like shaking her and I'm like you know Amy just 
just just get up. I mean, get as time. I get telling her in her ear. I'm like, I'm like, Amy, you know, hey, it's time to wake up. It's time to get up. Come on, let's go. Let's get. Let's go home. You know, and and I'm trying to wake her up, and you know, she's not. I'm trying to force something to happen, right? To control a situation that I have no control over, and her heart rate's getting slower, lower. Her breathing rate slower and. The doctors didn't understand, and they're just like, you know, other than the fact that, you know, she's just getting, I mean, right. they told me, they're, they're like, you know, these are these are rates that we see when, you know, when, on hospice, when people are getting ready to, to die. Right. And I just, I just said, you know, I, I need to go make a phone call. So I, I walked out, and I was really struggling. I prayed for a while, and I, when I called Brother Jay, I called my pastor, and I really appreciate my pastor, man. It's good to have a good pastor. He's real down to earth, and he's real just straightforward and to the point. And uh, I need that in my life, you know. Somebody won't beat around the bush with you and just be straight with you. Right. And um, the Lord knew that. But he told me, he gave me an example of Brother Keith Gomez when his wife had passed away up in uh, Illinois there. And uh, he said, he said, you know, Nick, he's like, you have to understand that, you know, God told you she was going to be okay. You know, but if she goes to heaven, she's gonna. If she goes to heaven, she's gonna be okay. And you have to be willing to accept whatever okay means. You got to be willing to accept it. Whether it means she's gonna wake up and go home, or whether it means that she's gonna, she's gonna go off into into eternity, she's gonna go to heaven. But one way or another, she's gonna be okay. And you have to be willing to accept whatever that outcome is. And uh, I got off the phone with him, and and I thought about that heavily. I walked back into the room with my wife, and I got I kind of just knelt down by her, and I got up in her ear, and I just you know I put my forehead on her forehead, you know, and I'm crying, and I'm just and I had to just let go, and I just told her I was like, Amy, I love you so much, and you know. If the Lord needs you there, not here, then I know you're going to be okay. But, you know, if you go to heaven, you'll be okay. If you're here with us, you'll be okay. But, and I just said, Lord, I'm just, I'm just going to let go. I'm just going to accept whatever you have. Because I know you already told me everything was going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. One way or another, everything's going to be all right. And I just, I had to come to that moment where I just said, "That's not in my hands. I have no control. I'm gonna, I'm going to accept whatever it is that you have for us." And I just told her I loved her, and I said, "Look, if you need to go, it's okay." You know. And uh, as soon as I got done praying that and talking to Amy, one of the <clears throat> Dr. Thaya walked in the room, and when she said, "Uh," She said, hey, uh, who messed with this uh, equipment here? Somebody changed the settings on this ventilator. And she started hitting buttons and all this kind of stuff. And somebody during the night, for some reason, had switched it or had switched it to full assist. So she was basically, you know, that's human nature. If things are easy, you take it easy. And she would have taken it easy right out into right. glory, you know. And, and um, 
and she wasn't trying to breathe over the machine anymore because the machine was doing all the work and she started flipping switches and then all of a sudden it was like life came into her again man it was amazing and and within and about 20 minutes later the ventilator the tube was out and uh and she whispered whispered her first words I asked her you know who are you she told me Amy Nicole Anthony and I said who am I you know my husband and I said you know what are our children's names and she said you know Ezra Roy and Gideon Paul and uh, I said okay thank you Lord yeah. <laughs> thank you Lord you know that's wonderful and and um, and I'm not gonna lie you know she she wasn't there for a little while right it was like a child almost somebody who was it was like a I don't really know how else to explain it but like a child who's not really there um, distant looking kind of through you um, you know have no control over anything uh, and it was really difficult for a while but I just thanked the Lord every day I was like every day was progress and that was the big prayer every day was just no setbacks no setbacks I think you got those messages right yeah. You know, and that was the big prayers, no setbacks. And, and and there wasn't, and there hasn't been. And even when there was an apparent setback, it really wasn't because she came back from that stronger than ever from each thing. And, and like I said, just to kind of condense all of it, I mean, really, it just from that point, it was just this snowball effect of, I mean, and every nurse, every doctor, everybody that I came into contact with from that point onward just told me, and they said, they said, Mr. Anthony, we heard, heard about your wife, and we've been reading. I mean, people all over the hospital reading her stuff, and they're just like, there's like, he gives you goosebumps. They're just like, she's a miracle. <laughs> she's an absolute miracle, you know? I'm like, I know she is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, God's good, and you can trust him. And that was always just my message to people is that, you know, the Lord is good, even in the hard times. You can trust him no matter what, even when you don't understand you know, you have those human moments where you say, well, my wife is wonderful. I mean, there's so many other people. I mean, she. why does this have to happen to her? Because God's using her. And right. ever since, I remember the first time, just to condense it once again, that, you know, we're, I remember the first time when she got her voice back for the first time. And then the light bulb came on, Caleb, I'm telling you. The light bulb came on, and it was like, it was like she was herself again. And her short-term memory really struggles. It struggles now. Like I said, you know, she called me earlier. By the way, she called me. Praise God. She yeah. called me. We talk all the time. She uses her phone. She, um, she's growing by leaps and bounds every day. You can see uh, videos and pictures of her on, uh, on. I'm not a big Facebook person, but I, I have one for this simple fact of, of this. But when you look at me, you know, Nick Anthony, and you can see the pictures. You can see the videos. And uh, just see the the glory of the Lord, and just see how good God's been, and she's making progress each and every day. She gets to talk to her babies, you know, on the phone. And I just came back from uh, from Indiana. Uh, our, our, you know, our, anyway, our children are up there with uh, with my in laws there, and they're helping take care of our children. And I'm down here trying to take care of her and work working and going back and forth to them and her and um, and the Lord's just worked everything out. I mean, and and He really has everything has been everything's been all right everything has been all right just like he promised me and it continues to be all right every day everything's okay everything's everything's all right and my wife continues to be more and more okay every day and i, and I told somebody the other day if when god created everything he said what's well, good he did his last step and he said oh it's very good he never one time said every oh this is excellent this is very, this is this is phenomenal this is, he just said well it's good it's good it's very good very <laughs> good and when god tells me hey she's going to be okay 
if he created the universe by the very power of his voice and he said, hey, that's, that's pretty good. That's very good. And if he tells me my wife's going to be okay, you know, we don't like a biscuit and we say, that's oh, okay. But God created the universe and said it's very good. So when he says my wife's going to be okay, I just I just believe that that means uh, she's going to be okay. Everything's everything's going to be okay. She's going to get to be a mama again and a wife again and a ministry worker again. And I'm my prayer, and by the way, she's been witnessing the people, you know, she looks at the pictures of where she come from uh, to where she is now. And, you know, the, the people tell her, oh, sweetie, you know, you don't need to do that. You know, that's going to discourage you. And she says, no, it's not a discouragement. She said, look at where God's brought me from. You know, her, her testimony, you know, I'm giving you my testimony from my side of things. But, you know, honestly, her testimony is just a testimony of, of a spirit and an attitude that makes you feel like you're an inch tall. Right. You know, I mean, she has never complained a single time about anything. And she has just praised the Lord every step of the way. She's thankful for another opportunity for life. She's thankful that she's going to get to be with her kids again. And she's thankful that she, you know, that, that I was able, that God allowed me to be able to be with her every step of the way. She tells me that all the time. And she remembers things that I didn't think she would remember. And, and um, it, it's just time. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. But the, you know, moral of the story is at this point, don't push your will. Allow God to have his perfect work. When I came to the point where I said, and I firmly believe this, if I would have not let go of what was happening and just said, okay, Lord, I'm going to be okay with whatever you say okay means, I don't, I don't, I, I really don't think she would be here because everything wouldn't have been all right because that's not God breaking his promise. That's me not letting God do his work. And uh, when I just took my hands off of it, God said, okay, I'm going to continue my work. And here we are at this point now. Am I perfect? No. Do I fail? Yes. But I'm just so thankful that the Lord just has done the work that he has. And you can trust him. You right. can. And not everybody, it's not going to turn out like this for everybody. And I don't want people to get some kind of, you know, a lot of people will base something that's going on in their life off of someone you, else's life. You, you, can't, right. you can't do that. I mean, God made me a specific promise. But it just it is a testimony of the fact that when God promise because He will He'll He'll make you promises throughout your life. I, I hope He does. I hope you have that kind of relationship with God. And um, and when He does, you trust Him. And, and when He has a promise in the Word of God, if you'll do this, He'll do this. Trust Him. He always He always will do it. And He's been so good to my family and I. And I'm I'm just along for the ride. You know. Well, thank you, Nick, for telling us that story. And I know. Um, there he left out so much yeah. uh you go to his facebook like he said and uh i know my wife and i we both looked at the pictures and just it's an encouragement to see how great god it really is and um just how he's worked in in him and his wife's life and uh uh just the progress that amy has made and i know she's come so far especially from uh where she's been what the doctor says she would be even if you know even if she did make it and uh, it is it's an amazing testimony to god's goodness and god's grace and god's mercy and um you know nick he's been faithful and and that's something it, it's one thing to be faithful um to a church or whatever but when your wife goes through something like that and and you stay faithful and you do whatever you can you know that that speaks volumes it's i know yeah i i I can't even imagine what it would be like uh, um, 
to go through that. But thank you, Nick, for telling that story. Yeah. Once again, go check out his Facebook. Definitely look at those pictures. They'll, they'll encourage you um, just to see the progress that she's made. And uh, um, we'll have to get you back on and yeah. talk some more. I've enjoyed yeah. talking with you. We've, I've enjoyed getting to talk we, with you. We've so. had uh, <laughs> we talked about Nick's life a lot. You probably won't hear some of the other stuff we talked about, um, <laughs> some hot takes on, on certain issues. Um, so we'll have to get Nick back on and, and – uh, um, and record some more. I think it was good talking to him, and he's a, like I say, he's a good guy. He's faithful and compassionate and loves others and serves others. And uh, I'm going to close this out in prayer, and uh, we'll be on our way. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity that we had to listen to Nick and um, tell a story, um, his life story so up to this point so far, and what, what you brought him through as a child and uh, his salvation testimony and how, he realized that he needs you as a Savior, Lord, and how you just blessed him so much. And then uh, through this last year, how uh, you just worked in his life, Lord, in a way that he's ne he never even dreamed possible, Lord. And probably it's a way that no one would want to go through, Lord, but Nick stayed faithful to you. Amy stayed faithful to you, as Nick said, and how she's been an encouragement and witness to others, Lord, um, uh, where she's at. And uh, just thank you. Uh, we thank you so much for, for the healing that you've brought to her life, Lord, and um, just everything that you've done there. It's, it's a miracle. It's amazing what you've done, Lord. And I continue, I pray that you continue to bless Nick and Amy and their kids, Lord, and that they would all be all be together again soon as a family and that uh, you just continue to bless and provide the needs there, Lord. And uh, we just thank you and love you for all that you do. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Man, I hope you all enjoyed that episode. Um, I I enjoyed sitting and talking with Nick and just hearing uh, how much God has blessed him and his wife throughout this time. And it's amazing to see how far Amy has come. And um, go check out Nick's Facebook at Nick Anthony. And he posts updates and videos of how she's doing. And um, just saw a couple videos today that he posted as she's walking with the cane. And then um, also a catch and release with beanbags as she's working on getting her reflexes back and everything. And um, just continue to pray for them. Pray that Amy continues to heal. Uh, pray for Nick that God will continue to give him strength through this. And I'm, I know it's not easy having his wife in rehab and his kids are at his sister-in-law's and just everything there. And, and I know he loves his family. So pray that God would just uh, be with him. Also pray that God would just continue to work miracles in their family. And, um, but it was a blessing. Thank you, Nick, for sitting down and taking the time to talk to me and, and uh, sharing your life uh, with me and with our listeners. And um, I hope it was a blessing to you. Um, and I hope it encourages you to stay faithful to serving the Lord um, as you listen to this. Um, but before I go, make sure on whatever podcast platform you're listening on that you hit the like button, the subscribe button, the follow button, whatever it is whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, whatever platform, just you don't want to miss an episode. So do whatever you have to do to make sure that you don't miss an episode. And uh, still working on some things um, to make the podcast better, to make the website better. And uh, I just want to see it grow to encourage people, to motivate people, to inspire people to stay faithful on a daily basis. Um, that is our goal. That is our motto. And uh, so I hope it's been a blessing to you. Can't wait to see, see you on the next podcast. So stay tuned for that. 
and have a good week.